I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked out of the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined as always by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Spreading those wings. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, so I experienced a certain type of restaurant for the first time the other day. Now, there's going to be some people that that laughs at this. He's but like, it's Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> it's Taco Bell. No, I... I've never been to hibachi place before. Now, I don't think I, I have s- either, to be honest. Okay, so my wife loves sushi and uh, Japanese food and everything. I've just never been. I, my, my family just never went growing up, and I don't know. i just never been. One of the coolest experiences I've ever been to. <laughs> the dude sat there and like flipped an egg on his spatula over and over again. He built this volcano out of an onion and flames went up and it was like, it was more of a show. Now I thought it was a little pricey for the food, but still I'm like, you I paid f- for the show. Isaac. Yes. I, I, I felt more entertained than uh, the food actually being good. And uh, I had some edamame. I, I nice. love that. The, some chicken was great. Um, it was just, I shout out, shout out to any people who work at a hibachi place. Because that's a, that's a talent and a skill that I have a lot of respect for now. Absolutely, yeah. that that's super random. But I just I've thought about it when a place makes you think about it for a few days, and uh, that's uh, that's where my my wife wanted to go for Mother's Day, so we we went there, and my son slept through it all. I don't know what that says about it, but it was still a lot of fun, and I was super entertained, and I kind of want to go back, even though I didn't. wasn't a yeah. Anyway. That's random. Breaking news. Isaac is quitting the podcast and going into hibachi full time. Locked on hibachi grills. <laughs> it's going to come as a new thing. <laughs> that That's my new thing. But speaking of actually basketball stuff, we actually got a series that's fun to watch. Dang. From the disappointment the other night, which did we even talk about that game? I don't even think we talked did about it. Did anybody that talk about it? Actually, we didn't talk about it because we were recording during the game. So we didn't really talk about Warriors and trailblazers but we did i have one main takeaway from that game i want to share at some point go ahead is it about dropping the dropping bigs it's what everybody was talking about my one huge takeaway is that steph and seth are related i didn't know if you knew that they were brothers or not but are they did you know that their parents actually flipped a coin like they didn't know who to root for i just didn't i didn't know they were brothers TBH, they top, they copped out <laughs> because they wore the jerseys. So mom wore Seth's jersey and dad wore Steph's jersey, but they wore the opposite of the of the jersey they're wearing on the back. Did you really? see that? Yes. No. Go look at the pictures. And so like Dell is wearing Steph on the front and Seth on the back. Interesting. So it's like special made jerseys. Yeah, they copped out. Actually, I don't even know if they're special made. They just kind of like sewed two together. Uh, so I wouldn't even go through that hard trouble. Just I know. Just wear black shirts. I don't know. Yeah, just rotate or I don't know something, or whatever the home team is. Just wear those. Just yeah. Just or wear those. heck, wear Seth's jersey. 
Come on, Steph has done enough. You have been to enough. Seth has sat there through all of Steph's games for years and years and years. And we're probably a little biased because we know Seth. But it's his time. It's his time. I don't know if it'll ever be his time, but... uh, No, it's his time for his parents to actually support him fully. That's true. They were supporting Steph fully forever when he was the one going to... He's been to the Western Conference Finals. This is his fifth year in a row going to the Western Conference Finals. And this might be the only time Seth gets to be there. Could be. It's a possibility. (laughs) Until he comes back with the Mavericks and makes it next year. (laughs) Uh, But, no, yeah, that series, I mean... What did you did you have a sweep? I had like I actually said six. In I that picked series. them in five. I picked the Warriors in five. Uh, I don't feel confident that's going to get to six games. I know it's one game. I know, but but uh, still, like, what what yeah. you saw was just not great. <laughs> yeah, it just looks like Golden State. They're probably just going to play the hey, let's wait till we lose game with KD, and then you know if he if if KD can rest that whole series, and then just walk into the finals, and that be your you know. That's going to be huge for his He can, recovery. and he will. This is exactly yeah. what they're going to do. And it does seem like the team is like kind of inspired and motivated to – and it, it they're going to get, get the ball more? <laughs> yeah, and it gives you a glimpse of – like I have a friend that's from Houston, a huge Rockets fan, and, you know, I've enjoyed, you know, sent a few texts and sent a few comments uh, about uh, maybe reminded him of Chris Paul's contract. I didn't know if he, if he had forgotten about that or uh, just some other, you know, rocket stuff of where they're kind of stuck. And his saving grace right now is, you know, well, I think all we got to do is we just got to hope that KD leaves and then we just run it back against this Warriors team without KD. Didn't you just do that? And I'm like, I think that would be the roster that just beat you in basically two games. Um, but And I think that that's kind of what they're kind of showing the league again. Of We've seen KD with them for three years, and everybody just kind of – I think some people would assume a natural drop out of Golden State when KD leaves. But, man, they're just I, – I think, I think this is kind of a wake-up call for the rest of the league of we might not be going anywhere, guys. Like, don't just assume that once KD leaves that we're just going to be back in the middle of the pack with everybody or, you know, and it's just a completely – they – yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and one thing that I pointed out is that the Warriors are able to play more of their guys against the Blazers, which is a huge win for them because they're, they're – I thought not- it was a little cocky move by Kerr, though. When he's, he's, he, when was, Jordan Bell really and Quinn was. Cook and them are just getting solid minutes. And he said it after the game. He's like, this is going to be a series where we're going to be able to play more of our guys. I'm like, damn. He just, he just <laughs> put them on blast. Like, hey, none of those guys create mismatches for us. So When McKinney's guarding Dame. Bogut is out there getting minutes. I was like, okay, well <laughs> – I guess you know this is time you get you get rest and gear up for who that uh, who that finals team will be. But yeah, I mean the Warriors are the Warriors. Uh, I, Nick and I both we've both been you know open about this. But I enjoy watching the Warriors play, and we are uh, Warriors apologists. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I enjoy watching them play. I, I I like Steph Curry, and I just like what they do. I like how they share the ball. I like their. I will say they're more, they're a lot more fun to watch without KD, and uh, I love seeing Draymond do his thing. And uh, as far as just like what he brings to a team, I love players that bring so much to a team that's not scoring. I don't know. I just really value players like that, and Draymond's one of those guys. So, 
They're fun. Uh, the Steph haters, where are you at right now? Yeah, where'd you guys go? I yeah. Know. Scott Van Pelt opened up Sports Center last night, man. He <laughs> just went at Steph haters, and that was super funny. Because he called them, and and uh, they talk, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> they talk on the side. That's why he's, he's in his pocket. He's in big Steph pocket. <laughs> but, I mean, Steph Curry, he had some bad games. Like, I was going to do a video of why Steph is struggling. And I went through and I watched all his shots, like every single one of his shots in the playoffs up until the point. I think it was before he had that 30-point game against the Rockets. And he was just missing shots. I mean, these are shots that he takes and makes. I mean, he's missing just straight-up wide-open threes, which he just doesn't do. He was missing those any kind of shots with movement that he normally makes that kind of like wow us. He was just missing those. And when he does miss those, it just looks – I mean, it looks really bad. And so that's why it makes it look even worse. That's why, you know, with uh, more threes, you get longer rebounds. The misses look worse. You see more air balls. You see more bricks straight to the right or to the left. It's farther away. I mean, you're going to miss more often. It's going to look worse. So Steph was, he was eventually going to pick it up. I mean, but what is Terry Stotts doing? He's apologizing to Anthony Slater for, for his defense. Of all the things, like, and we we love Terry Stotts. We're talking, you know, Dallas Mavericks, you know, championship assistant Terry Stotts. Um, we love Terry, but uh, funny fact: last, back last year when Portland uh, was in town, I come out walking. I walk out of Alexis parking garage, and here came Terry Stotts walking off of Katy Trail, which is a bike trail uh, right near it. It comes out right near the arena downtown, and it kind of goes all the way up through like North Dallas. And he had blood on his pants and a shovel. <laughs> uh, but uh, like I asked him, I'm like, "Oh, hey, coach, you know what? What's up?" Like, and uh, he was, he just said during his time in Dallas, he he loves he loved Katie Trail, and he was just getting some exercise in on the morning of game day. I'm like, oh, he okay, seems cool. like a super nice guy. I know, yeah, he seems like a, just a blast to be around. But um, I don't know who decided to drop you know, on uh, on Curry shooting threes and just let him shoot threes, but uh, I would assume that that probably won't happen much longer. Yeah, I, I don't think so. His one point that he made after the game was, and this is the thing that he apologized to Anthony Slater for, was what did what did the Rockets do to him? Like, they trapped him. And so when they trapped him, he still, still scored 33 points in the second half. Yeah, I guess you can make that point, but you still should bring a guy up there to contest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially if your guy's not going to get over the screen and see. I'll take my Dan chances, and, you know, trapping before letting literally the greatest shooter of all time uh, have open three pointers. Yeah, you just need one solid screen, and he's getting a wide open three. Yes, when Cantor's like twiddling his thumbs underneath the goal, which is what Cantor does. I'm putting Cantor in one of my new videos about the about free agency. I told you this before, but. There's going to be a team that gives Cantor a little too much money. Ooh, I'm all here for this. You know, and and he's going to be one of those guys that you want. This summer is going to be another one of those summers where guys with big playoff runs get too much money. Cantor, Brooke Lopez. I heard, I I heard that Kurt Rambis really likes him. What about Linda though? Is Linda on board? That's oh, that need, counts. That's what I need <laughs> I to that, know. That matters more than Kurt. If you haven't noticed by now, today is just like a random, we're going to talk about the playoffs, we'll talk about the lottery a little bit. Some of you like these podcasts where we just kind of spit around you know, different things in the NBA. We're just talking. There's going to be some Maverick stuff, obviously, because we view everything in the lens of the Mavericks, but just random talking the NBA. There's just so much stuff going on. We just figured we might as well just talk about it. We don't have anything specific Mavericks-y going on. We'll definitely do 
second round profiles at some point. We have a I have a list of names. I have 12, 12 working names right now of guys that we'll do profiles on. We'll probably do full. We'll probably do two players per pod on these yeah. draft profiles and work on them. So we'll definitely verse you guys in the names. But we have another month until the draft. Yeah, that's a, a reminder. People tweet at us a lot about free agents and draft stuff. We're just a different type of pod because we are daily. So when we have daily comment, we have to eat some innings here. <laughs> yes. Uh, when we're cranking out five pods a week, then we have, uh, we obviously have a countdown to the draft and how many so pods. So yeah, you're definitely going to get these draft pods, but we're going to wait a little bit probably for them. For sure. And we're glad we got the ones out of the way that we did. That's true. That was one of the first texts that we exchanged between each other. Like <laughs> glad we got those Zion and uh, the, those uh, uh, draft pods out of the way but you want to okay let's talk some lottery stuff absolutely let's take a quick break when we come back let's revisit the lottery talk about the video that i made some of the big questions and then uh some of the bigger things coming up after the the break coming up next we'll tell you why zion williamson is going back to duke all right isaac zion's not going back to duke that's one of the dumbest things and even brian windhorse who brought it up was like I'm just saying, I'm just reporting that he hasn't gotten an agent yet. He still has time to go back. If that is still an option for him. I hate when I, I hate for Brian, Brian Windhorse when he does stuff like that because you just know that it's going to come out and everybody's going to aggregate him and then he's going to talk about it on his podcast and get mad about it. And you're like, bro, you're up there now. Like, you can't just come out and say things. Like Everything you say has implications now, especially since you were the LeBron guy for so long. And so now everybody thinks that you have these agendas. This is kind of, it sucks for him that he's kind of been pigeonholed into that area. Um, uh, no, I don't think it sucks for him. I I mean, what if you were in that area where everybody's like, he put, okay, he you put were there for a little bit spot. with Nerlens, right? Like people, people, like if you say anything about Nerlens, you're just, you're, you're defending Nerlens and you're in his pocket and all this stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. No, no sympathy. That's fine. I have sympathy for him. Uh, okay, so the Zion going back to school. Why you would go back to school for what? One, how many of these teams will be back there next year? Let's just take a look at that. Oh, this is impossible game. Yeah, but the Knicks are gonna the Knicks are, are gonna get their guys, so they're not gonna be back there. The Knicks will be back there. I think no, <laughs> they're gonna get KD and them, so they're not gonna be back. The Lakers, they got They're not gonna be back in the top five. No. You know, whatever. They so, weren't in the top five. <laughs> yeah, they weren't. So there's your two bigger markets. Um, some teams. If if New Memphis. Orleans trades Anthony Davis, they're, they're going to be back. Memphis, they're going to be, be back. back. Uh, Newsflash, Cleveland, they're going to be back. Atlanta. Um, Chicago, they're going to be back. Oh, for sure. So, like, those are four teams. I know Chicago's a little bit bigger of a market, but um, Phoenix probably be back. I have to assume that they're new. They're people that like I. I really, I really think if you're Phoenix, you just you go out and do anything you can to get Mike Conley at this point. Like, why isn't Phoenix? Why doesn't Phoenix call right now to Memphis and say we'll give you six, T.J. Warren and Josh Jackson for Mike Conley? Well, let's figure out the Josh Jackson situation first. If Josh Jackson does not have an ankle monitor like KCP. And he can leave the state. <laughs> Him, TJ Warren, and Rough. and the sixth overall pick, something like that. So, you know that 
I just think I don't think you can do time. that as that franchise. He's only got he's only got one more year in a player option, so he's they gotta do like freaking something. I'm getting uh, the like, thing is if, though they did something with changing the coach, and we've seen what changing a coach can do to like a Milwaukee type team. But they still don't have a point guard. Like I'm gonna, I gotta get myself a point guard to go alongside. Maybe they get one in the draft Parker. here. Maybe they get your guy Kobe White. I think that they could go that route. I just think that if there's two teams that I think are locked in, that are as a highest possibility to trade the pick in the top ten, it's the Lakers and Suns for me. Because yeah. I just think the Suns will be calling up saying we want a veteran point guard or we want a, like we want to be good. So who can we go get? And because you get Kobe White, even Darius Garland, like it's going to take some bit. Well, their their team is not ready to do anything right now. They thought that Ariza was going to do that for him last year. <laughs> they thought that they could bring a goat into the lock into the office and that it wouldn't take a crap on the carpet. That's what they thought too. That's very true. That did not. That's not work out for them. That's well, actually a real thing, and... by the way. the The owner, or the the GM, or somebody brought a goat into the office because or they're going to go out and... I think, or something like that. Yeah, and they just let it take a crap in the GM's. <laughs> you don't, you don't let office. it. It just does. It just does what it does. Um, or they're going to pay like Pat Beverly like fifteen million a year or something. <laughs> Yikes! Oh, that'd crazy. be a bad spot. I would hate to see him waste away there. I uh, know. That's too. the Terry Rozier spot. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, let's be real about that. Um, so, but but with the Zion thing, he's not going to go back to Duke. Come on, stop. No. I mean, you're literally when he signs his endorsement. Okay, not brought up very much, but Nike cringed last night, probably more than Zion. Yes, because the amount of money they can make with Zion in like New York or L.A. and now he's going to New Orleans. I mean, one of the um, smallest. I think isn't it the smallest market? Memphis is. I think it is the smallest, smallest market. market, but I think New Orleans is one of the smallest. Uh, you know they're cringing right now, but I don't think it's a, yeah. Uh, as far as basketball fit, you're getting your own. If you're if you look at it from Zion's perspective. You're going to get into a fast-paced system like Gentry's offense. You're going to get your own franchise. And I know there's a lot of like, oh, you're Zion. Everything would be your own franchise. I think it would have been wild to see the dynamic of Luka and Zion. Uh, Obviously, we wanted that. But I thought about more and more of Luka. It's like it's his team. It's his franchise. Everything's about Luka. And I'm like, how would Zion like – the thing you know, is, though, they would be able to coexist. They're, they're so, oh, no, they could. They're yeah, yeah, so yeah, for sure. chill. Both of them. Luca's not chill on the court, but neither is Zion. They would, and they would be able to to work off each other. And Luca would take the last shot, and Zion would be okay with that because that's what happened in college with him. And he's not really, he's not like a go to scorer yet. And Luca is. Yes, they would fit so well together. I'm just, I'm just, pi- I'm picturing boys. all these like. I wish we could have gotten the thick boys. I, I was picturing upset. all of the the little logistic type things of yeah. after the game, the locker room when people oh. like people just go straight to Luca's locker and just wait for him the entire time, and there's like 40 people around there. <laughs> the thing is, wouldn't Luca love that more though? Oh yeah, he wouldn't would. He yeah, so, yeah, I'm, <laughs> he'd love yes. that. He'd be like, That's totally fine. Go over there. Go talk to that guy. And Zion's way more articulate than Luca is. Uh, even language barrier, you know, not included. Luca just isn't a guy that answers questions. Yeah, he answers them in very short sentences. Even I was listening to that uh, that interview in Slovenia when Rick Carlisle and Dwight went there, and I was like, he's giving the same kind of stuff that he would give in English. It's not Luca the, it's not the, the language, most, just the way he is. He's the most like media polished nineteen uh, year old at the time that we've ever seen. Obviously, he's been for real. Nah, I, I don't know if I would go polished. He's just like he just gives I, you. 
Not very much. Yeah, like, sure. Well, okay, yeah. Not. Like, Russell Wilson yeah. is polished. You know, he's a guy yeah, that comes true. up and he says the right things and he'll talk you into a circle. And as soon as you get into one thing, he'll go on this whole, you know, trail on something else. And you're like, wait, that's what true. was my original question? But Harrison Barnes really polished. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's another that's senator. Sure. Um, but yeah, but in like New Orleans, like you are immediately the guy. You go to the Knicks and you get KD and those guys. You're like one of the guys. You're still a bunch of hype, but so you get your own franchise. You get a vet alongside of your Drew Holiday that fits, and you know, let's see what they get for AD and all that stuff. That I, I don't think it's as bad. I know the city. Like if you go the city route, if you're thinking if you're him, you wanted New York or something. I get that, but um, from an NBA standpoint. I think I think it'll be a fun fit. Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook became who they are in Oklahoma City. Come on. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, and West Westbrook's been yeah. Giannis uh, is I, in Milwaukee right now. Giannis is, I mean, he's one of yeah. the biggest stars in the NBA right now. I did like the uh, Jonathan Gavoni from ESPN tweeted out today that uh, Memphis is locked in at taking Java Rant already. They've already told teams that that that's it. Boring you know, guys, boring. Uh, Come on, give us some intrigue. Uh, which is cool. I mean, they they should. I think it. I think it should be a, a lock in. Uh, but I did like the things that we didn't bring this up on the pod last night. But I did like uh, some of the ideas. I think Bill Simmons threw out some of the fact of New York and L.A. trying to move up to that two spot, and especially like New York. Like, what would it take from New? What would it take if you're Memphis and you're RJ Barrett's like a a, a drop below RJ uh, or John Morant, and you're like, all right, what if New York called and said, "We'll give you Dennis, we'll give you Kevin Knox, and the third pick to move up to two. Do so, they want Kyrie and John Morant? No, but but then you turn around to New Orleans and say, "Here's our package of like three first round picks." John Morant and like Mitchell Robinson for Zion <laughs> for AD. <laughs> oh, a little more believable. <laughs> so like, that's the thing of like one of them trying to move up to two to get to, to jaw to make that as a centerpiece. And then you're new Orleans saying, all right, now we're going forward with John Morant and, and Zion. Uh, that would be fun. I, man, I think the fan base would be really happy about that. Drew Holiday play off the ball to Jaw. Be fun team for sure, and and then the future draft picks, whoever they get. Yeah, it'd be a really fun team. You did bring up some when you said Zion. Is there? I no one, nobody has mentioned this besides with outside of LeBron, and because like you don't do this, but let's say AD tells them and says, "I'll stay." He's not. If if you trade Zion for blank player, what player could they get for Zion? And what player would it? Anyone, right? Couldn't they just not, not Giannis? Probably not Giannis. Probably not Harden. But like, if you start going down the list, like nobody on Memphis. What if Memphis called New Orleans and said, "We'll give you Jaron Jackson and John ja Morant for Zion"? Ugh. No, you still take Zion. Uh, nobody in New York. Nobody on the Lakers. I wouldn't even do that for LeBron. No. Okay, good. I'm glad you were there with me. No, no, I'm with you. Yeah. Nobody on Cleveland. Devin Booker, that's not enough for Zion. Sorry. Nobody on Chicago. Imagine LeBron in New Orleans. That'd be the weirdest thing to ever happen in the NBA. 
I would actually uh, laugh if LeBron had to go to New Orleans. And they made the playoffs because Drew Holiday is better than anyone that was on the Lakers. (laughs) Uh, David Griffin actually found wings. Bradley Beal. That's another one. Bradley Beal and number nine for one. Not not enough. AD gets... Bradley Beal and Drew Holiday. They just sold. They just sold over three thousand season ticket packages because of now, there's so many different things. Okay, that right there, we've talked about business aspect of thing and things in basketball that people don't think about, and quite honestly, a lot of you don't care about sometimes. Uh, but it's something I do care about, a lot and of you because do, yeah, a lot of you do. I loved that video of those season tickets guys saying, you know, the just going nuts when they won that. The amount of just job security. The I seen the Mark Stein tweet today, uh, the day after the lottery, in which he said that he had talked to the Pelicans, and I <laughs> he said roughly three thousand season ticket packages have already been sold by the Pelicans. Like imagine if half of those are new, right? If half of those season tickets are new, last year they averaged sixteen thousand, uh, like season sixteen thousand in attendance. You go all the way up. That's you're going up like to seventeen fifty. To seventeen, you know, seventeen five hundred, and that's you're moving up the ranks there. You know who's number one in that though? Hey, <laughs> the sellout streak. Hey, Dallas Mavericks. Um, but that's if you a- go down, what? I, I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> um, Minnesota, if they called out and said Towns for one, for Zion, would AD stay? For Towns. God, no. Um... Yeah. Can you imagine hey, Wiggins, Wiggins and Zion? <laughs> hey, Zion, you had oh. RJ in, in college. Here's Andrew Wiggins. The worst version of RJ Barrett. Nobody on Charlotte. Can I keep going or do you not like this exercise? I don't like this game. I just don't think. I don't, Stop Zion, it. Is, there's nobody else in the league. Zion is he's his own individual entity. And it's not just because he, we think. It, I don't think he's going to come in and be even as good as Luca was his first year, but he Paul represents George. an intrigue from fans that can, can take a fan base like new Orleans and actually make it something. I get that 100% and I wouldn't do it, but I'm saying if they're locked in to keep an AD and you're, if AD says, if you go out and trade him right now for Paul George, I think the locked into AD thing is a way to, to get more leverage. No, I, yes, I completely agree. But I'm saying if you're David Griffin, and AD walks in and says, I will sign the full extension right now if you trade Zion for Paul George. Do you do it? I hate this kid. And then you have Paul George, AD, and Drew Holiday. Would you do it? Zion and Westbrook? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Zion. <laughs> I'm dying over here. I'm dying. <laughs> Steven Adams and Zion can have like arm wrestling contests. Oh, dear Lord. For Paul George, I don't know. Paul George was so good during the season, and he just had like a surgery on his shoulder. That's the one you got me. That's the first one I actually thought about. Okay. Embiid? No, no. Luka? Dallas wouldn't do it. I don't think they would either. I don't think they would. They might be crazy, (laughs) but they're not going to do it. I don't think they would either. You already have a guy that's going to be as good as people hope Zion is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. They don't do it. So, yeah, that that is – it's just crazy to think about it like that. I think there would be other players. It's just a lot of them are free agents this summer. You know, Kawhi, KD, some of those guys. So, 
it's wild to just even think about it that way. And, but they're going to get Zion and I think we'll turn around and see what, you know, what they, people mention the Knicks and Lakers in these picks right now. We don't know exactly what they would want for AD. We just don't know if he wants to go the, you know, the route that some of these past GMs have went and like, Hey, we want a, a, a guy to like win now type of, you know, guy, then you just never know. For sure. All right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, more on the AD stuff, and then let's talk. Let's talk a little Milwaukee and Toronto. Hmm. 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 All right, Isaac, what do you think about the current packages for AD right now? Because there's so much talk about it, and the Celtics offer is kind of kind of weird right now at this moment. Well, I think. I mean, I think you got to ask yourself. Um, you know, the Celtics package is going to be the Memphis pick and it's going to be Jason Tatum. 2020 Memphis picks are next year. Yeah. Top six protected. And if they're still in the top six, which most likely they would be, you're looking at an unprotected Memphis pick in two years, which that's could nice. be a very, very that's nice, nice pick. That's probably the uh, best asset in all of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then you're getting Jason Tatum and then you're probably getting Marcus smart too, because you need salaries to match yeah. up a little bit. And, um, uh, you know, can you get another one of those first? Probably a couple of those first. So, yeah, I mean, if you can walk away with Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, two of the first in this year, and that Memphis pick, that's a heck of a package. That's a, that's a good package. But then you look at, yeah, you look at the Lakers. Pack. That's the thing. I was more mad about the Lakers thing because if the Lakers didn't move up to four, then in this scenario, then other teams clearly have a better package than what the Lakers have. But the fourth pick, and then with their young guys, uh, it definitely makes their package better. But the Brandon Ingram health thing is just still a wild card. I don't think it's as big of a wild card as you make as you make it out to be. But is there anybody outside the Lakers media that has fully said that he is like his trade value is exactly the same as before? I don't know if they know the situation either. I don't know if we. I don't know if anybody knows the situation entirely, but. I mean, that was a pretty serious situation, and now it's just, oh, okay, he's fine. Yeah. Okay. And then, so then you look at, like, the Knicks package. I mean, <laughs> you obviously get R.J. Their package Barrett. is not good. Let's be real. It's not good anymore. Uh, I think it's more of, like, the long-term approach. Of what? What because, do you get? Well, you get both of Dallas's picks, and you get R.J. Barrett. That you think will be in the 20s. Yeah, um, R.J. Barrett yeah. to pair with Zion. That that's not that's a sunk cost. I don't like that. Hmm. I don't think it's a sunk cost, but it's just different. It's not types as of good as getting. It's not as good. Yeah, I w- I mean I don't say I don't think it's like perfect, but I think in that scenario, that's the scenario in which New York would have to move up to get Ja and say you need to package something to get Ja Morant. I th- I still don't think you should count out the Clippers offer either True. of SGA that Ma- that Miami pick that's unprotected in a couple years. Um, you're probably getting Gallinari in the deal for salary stuff, and then Montrezl Harrell. Um, you know, can you get Shamit too? Like the uh, that would take a lot of their depth out of the way, but still, I mean, that's a pretty dang good package too if you can get that. Which which prospect fits better with Zion? Brandon Ingram, Jason St- <laughs> Statham. Jason Statham, <laughs> Jason Jason Tatum, or Gilgis Alexander? Oh man, um, probably Shea because he's he's the more traditional point guard. 
Ball, okay. ball handler can, you know, defend smaller guys. Tatum and Ingram both struggle defending smaller guys, and SJ doesn't. I think I would still take Boston's package over all of it, though. Probably. I mean, Tatum with Zion oh. is still good. I'm not saying that it would be bad. I'm just saying that I think I would take SGA over him as far as fit. Yeah. Tatum, I see, Tatum's yeah, better I do. player. I do like SGA. Uh, I think I would still roll with Boston if they were willing to do it and do, you know, Tatum, that Memphis pick, Marcus Smart, a couple of those first. And But we don't know, I mean, what team's going to come out of nowhere. You can never, you Raptors. Know, never. <laughs> Raptors. Raptors are the craziest scenario because, and we'll go into the series, they're playing, uh, they're obviously in the Eastern Conference Finals, but <laughs> They could literally be in the – there's a scenario in which they're in the top six of the lottery next year. See, I don't even know if they're that bad. If they lose Kawhi – All of a sudden, they have cap space to do What something. if they lose Marc Gasol? Siakam is dang good. He is good. But Siakam, I, I think Siakam is better than all those other players we mentioned to fit with Zion. So Kawhi and Marc Gasol does not put you into the lottery? Like losing those guys? Yes. Yeah, but you gotta have to imagine they're gonna replace them to some extent. Okay. Can you replace? Can you replace seventy five percent of Marcus All? Probably. Probably, but I can mean, you replace Kawhi is the of main Ka- thing. Can you replace fifty percent of Kawhi? With who? I don't know. I was saying. campaign. That's your go to. <laughs> let's talk about I'm this. Glad, let's talk I'm about glad this. the Hawks got Romeo Langford for. Well, let's talk about this series. Because the game one happened. It was super enjoyable. I loved it. I thought it was great basketball. You didn't have a ton of whiners. You didn't have all the – it wasn't as much drama. It was just basketball. I, I'm so glad you brought that up because I didn't really think about that in the time. It's so much – it's <laughs> it's enjoying just to sit down on your couch and not see every single play – Somebody just screaming at the ref and throwing their hands up. Even with the Warriors, you get you get Draymond going off and Oh, the Warriors do it a lot then, too, yeah. Oh, then you just get all this blah. It's it, it was fun. It was frantic. It was just like they were the pace at times was just insane. Uh they would shoot it, just run and shoot again. Brooke Lopez, um, my dad texted me and was like, I didn't know Brooke Lopez is on the Bucks. Yeah. And I'm like, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. You know, he's playing good for him. He said, "Man, they're so big." And then another text, and he shoots threes. <laughs> Where's your I'm dad like, been? <laughs> I, well, he just—he's a casual watcher, and he just knows Giannis and some of those guys. But um, Brooke Lopez, man, he—he definitely—he made Marcus Gasol look like he was, in my opinion, like five years older. Brooke Lopez, super bargain. Is Brooke Lopez another overpaid guy this summer? I'd rather pay him than Cantor. Absolutely, absolutely. I would. I would like to pay Brooke Lopez if he's. If we're going the route of getting three guys and paying him like ten million something each, Brooke Lopez and Porzingis in the same front court. I'm that's for that. Tower, that's a tower right there. Okay, now those are the two of the the worst rebounding seven footers in NBA history. But they take up a lot of space. They but, do take uh, a lot. Luca would get a ton of rebounds. I think Luca would average. Double-digit rebounds with with Brooke Lopez and Porzingis in the front court. Coming up next, I'm going to tell you why Luka Doncic will... (laughs) going to average a triple-double next year because... (laughs) Will lead the team in rebounds next year. He might Uh, this year. I mean, unless they add like an Ed Davis or somebody that's going to come in and gobble a bunch of rebounds. Yeah, a lot of people... He might not get the minutes. 
I've seen people tweeting at us about Julius Randle now that Zion going to New Orleans. Uh, will Randle opt out of that that last year of his deal, or um, what? Yeah, what's he going to do? How much money can he get? Uh, I kind of feel the same in a lesser version about Julius Randle than I do about Kemba, as far as not fully in love with it. But if it happened, sure, okay. Somebody just tweeted us. His name's Jacob. He said, I just listened to the live lottery pod from last year. Love live oh pods. You can just feel how heartbroken Isaac Harris was when he fell to five. He even said we should kiss goodbye to Luca. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He went back and listened to that. That was great. Yeah, we did it. We were, we were together last year. So we did a live watch of the, at, uh, at Isaac's house. And uh, we were heartbroken. And they fell we again. Like gr- we grilled out and everything. Oh, recorded it live with our with your mics set up in my living room and stuff. And uh, yeah, that was great. And that was. Uh, and then they went and got freaking Luke on draft night. Also, shout out to the people who went after that CNN guy on Twitter uh, who came up maybe about Trey. That was like <laughs> dude, that was so funny. I'm like, really, guys? From all people, CNN, get out of here. Do not go on the Hawks Reddit right now. It is just a very sad, desolate. <laughs> Have you seen Trey Young? Don't, let, let me show you Romeo Langford's wingspan. Okay. I, there's a gif on there. I, I told Isaac about this. There, there, there's a gif on there of, of George Costanza saying, these people are so stupid they shouldn't be allowed to live. And the caption on that gif was, some people are saying that we should offer John Collins number eight and number 10 for Zion. And they think that that's a stupid offer that they shouldn't do as the Hawks. Um, what? Like, <laughs> I think David Griffin laughs at you before, like you can even hang up. John Collins, the eight and the ten in this draft for Zion. No. Does that get you to three? <laughs> Does that even get you to three? Five? Probably gets you to five. Nah, it's, it's a little better than that. You're in two two lottery. Picks. I don't think the Knicks or Lakers are doing that. The Lakers probably should do it. <laughs> 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 rather get two shots at it than one yeah yeah also uh, the Darius Gar- the garland hype is strange to me right now the dude's played like i don't know like a handful of games this year and the intrigue around him is wild right now for me the clutch it's the clutch gene it's rich paul bro he's working doing his job he's on the phones teams relationships and opinions about rich paul um is very interesting really they're, the they're varied <laughs> all right anything else you want to say about these uh these couple days you got more we got two more pods this week right or one more pod no we got one more pod this week man no just this bucks raptor series i think it'll be a lot of fun uh i think it should be a long series it's it's kind of weird because i mean we'll we watch both series but it's just a totally different vibe totally different atmosphere uh it looked like milwaukee it looked it looked like a great atmosphere in milwaukee i love it for both the franchises um, the whole Kawhi storyline is, is super, uh, strange and weird, but, um, we've talked about this briefly on the pod before, but Toronto is like the only team out of these final four that doesn't have a one, um, their superstar isn't a one franchise guy. And that's why I do kind of, I, I picked Toronto to win the series, but I'm kind of rooting for Milwaukee because, I would just love to see Giannis in in the finals. And you kind of get three of these guys. I know, let's just go with Steph of Golden State, but you get Steph, Dame, and and Giannis, these three guys that have been with one franchise the entire career, and they're superstars. 
One of them could be winning the finals. And what a finals win would do for a Giannis or Damian Lillard um, would be a, a, a glimpse of what, you know, that finals did for Dirk and Dallas. And uh, I don't know. We just, that, that means a lot to me. I, I really love seeing that stuff. And it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool seeing another team in the finals besides the Cavs. Can we just put this out there that nobody's missing LeBron in these playoffs? Like, these players are fun. You're so vindictive. No. Who needs LeBron in this Eastern Conference Finals? This is, this is great. This is LeBron's great. LeBron's only out there just trying to live his best life and trying to be the best player he can be, and you're just out here just enjoying every single fault that he has. LeBron's out here ruining franchises. He ruined his team last year by letting his, his best friend jack his whole team chemistry up. You need to worry about Space Jam, bro. Don't let your don't don't try to run your team. And he's living rent free in your head. No, uh, okay. <laughs> we talk. You talk about LeBron. I think more than we talk about Dirk on this pod. Wow! No. Wow! No. no, you bring up LeBron so much on this podcast. Yeah, cause we yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm trying to say. I think some you words hate right LeBron now, more than you love Dirk. Oh no, no way! I think no you way. hate LeBron more than you love Luca. I hate Wade more than I hate LeBron. And yeah, we talk but, about LeBron all the time because people try to elevate LeBron to that uh, goat status, and uh, to me, he's not even close. Not even close. I think it's just an insecurity that you're worried LeBron could get to that level, and you're worried. Oh about, no, you're worried about He'll, your boy. He can never get to the level. He can never get there. You're worried. I'm not worried about See that. The footsteps. You hear the footsteps. <laughs> he needs a. Uh, he needs to try to get to the playoffs in the West before. Uh, before we go, I want to do a quick thing on Liz Cambage. I have no clue what's going on in that. Okay, so over the summer, I will be doing some some wings updates. And if you don't care about the Dallas Wings, then I don't really care about you. Hey, I care. So I'm I'm here. I'm ready. Dallas Wings is, is Dallas's WNBA team, and I love the WNBA, and I love the Dallas Wings, and I go Wings. I'm very upset because right now. There's a weird situation with Liz Cambage. Last year, she was like, she was essentially Joel Embiid, and and there's not as much talent in the WNBA, and there's not as much, there's not as many teams. There's only twelve teams, and so like mm. a, she's the Joel Embiid, but like probably top two or three player in the NBA. But she's that type of player. So the whole league's like the Eastern Conference in the 2000s. Yeah, it's kind of like oh, it's Eastern Conference like right now, um, hmm. and so she scored 53 points at WNBA record last year. She had a great season. Uh, I think she was third, second or third in WNBA MVP race. The Wings didn't make the playoffs. They had this awful run at the end of the season with just some weird coaching stuff, some bad player stuff, bad timing on injuries and things like that. They ended up – they made the playoffs, but they had a losing record. Only four teams in the WNBA don't make the playoffs. So if you're a fan of a team, there's a good chance you're going to make the playoffs. And – she has had this weird situation with the with the Wings, who used to be in Tulsa, used to be called the Tulsa Shock. When they first drafted her and got her rights, she did not want to come over. She didn't want to play for Tulsa. She didn't want to live in Tulsa. <laughs> who would want to live in Tulsa? Shouts to Tulsa, but who would want to live? Zion. So she didn't want to come over. I think she came over for one year. Uh, I wasn't following the team then, but I think she came over for like one year. Then she went back to Australia, where she's from. And then this past year, she actually came over, and they brought her. They brought her over. They still have her rights. It's the same thing as NBA rights. You draft a guy, and you have their rights, and you keep them. And they had her rights, so they brought her over. They had this season with her and Skylar Diggins. And then this 
this offseason, Skylar Diggins gets pregnant. She's going to be out for the beginning of the season. She had her baby before the season, so she's going to eventually return. And Liz Cambage wasn't happy in the situation and pretty much asked for a trade. Now, she's still under contract, asking for a trade, kind of doing the pre-agency thing that we see in the so NBA. She, is she the AD? She is the AD right now. Okay. And there's been all these trades, and, the, and WNBA news is kind of like wild, the Wild West right now. There's not really a Woj. There's not really like somebody where you hear news from them, and you're like, oh, that is definitely 100% correct. It's just there's all these different sources and things, and there's all these people. There's not really a huge media you know, conglomerate covering the WNBA right now. Uh, it's growing, for sure, and there's there's people rising, but they don't have that yet. And so Liz Cambage posted a couple of Instagram posts the other day where she's just upset. And she's crying. She's frustrated. And there's just been all these fake rumors and all these. What is she upset about? It seems like she's going to get traded. It seems like she's going to go to a new place. Like for. This is what she wants. right? For weeks and weeks. Well, but this is the thing. For weeks and weeks in the summer, she thought she was going to the Sparks, which would be awesome, which would be a really weird fit because they already have Candace Parker. They already have both the uh, Agumake sisters, Neka and, and Chine. And they're all bigs. <laughs> so you just have four bigs. You have the craziest, you know, big rotation or forward front court rotation in the WNBA. But she thought she was going to go to the Sparks, which is where she really wants to go. And there's all these rumors about it. And then all these trades just kept falling through. And it didn't seem like they were working. And so it's like she thought she was going to go there, and then she, now she's not. She thought she was going to go there, and now she's not. And they're dragging mm-hmm. it out. Now we're playing preseason games. Now we're, you know, we're through training camp. We're through media days. We're, through, we're starting to get through preseason. I think the season starts the 20th. And so now uh, there's a Las Vegas Aces, you know, trade that was coming up. And then one of the, one of the players in the deal was talking about not playing in the WNBA this year. (laughs) I can't trade for that player, but they're not going to play. And so there's all this stuff and it just sucks because I love watching Liz Cambage play. She is, she added a three point shot to her game. She, you know, it's essentially Joel Embiid pretty much. That's like her game Mm. right now. And I love watching her play and it just really sucks to see this. And I don't know how much of it is, Liz Cambage bringing this on herself as far as asking for a trade and how much of it is the front office. She kind of blames the front office, it seems like, and says that there's things going on that are frustrating her and stuff. But I don't know. It's just it's what that's what's going on right now in the WNBA as far as the wings. She's not going to play really, for the wings this year. But Yeah, it's super interesting. I mean, if you're refusing to play for your team that you're under contract with and you request a trade, but now you're But we don't know why. That- we don't really know why besides it just doesn't seem like she likes. She she loved her team last year from all reports in the locker room and loved her teammates, loved, you know, the the franchise. But yeah. apparently like either something happened or Okay. Well, if some yeah, if something happened for her to request a trade, then yeah, that okay, that makes sense. But if it's just a straight AD type thing, then I don't really get the whole like being upset because you haven't been traded yeah. type thing, but right, which is where they she are. She does seem like right I mean, now. she does seem like she was an amazing player last year. She was great, my favorite player to watch last year for sure. Go Liz, Team Liz. Hashtag wherever Team Liz. she goes, I will watch their games more for sure. I'm ready. There you go. That's some random WNBA stuff. the The season is starting, and there's a whole bunch of stars out. Diana Taurasi is injured to start the year. Candace Parker is now injured to start the year. Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart is towards her Achilles, and she's out. Maya Moore is out for the whole year. I mean, it's a very weird year to start caring about the WNBA, but you should. It does kind of suck because it felt like it was gaining, a little bit gaining steam, and now all the top stars are like out, and I feel like it might lose a little bit of steam. I feel like it might too, but they just got a new president, and they got a new commissioner for the first time. It was the president of the WNBA, now it's the commissioner of the WNBA. So, so WNBA League Pass? 
There is, and you're not apparently not allowed to buy it until May twentieth. So, hmm. how much is it? It's like tw- it's like sixteen bucks for the whole year. Sixteen dollars for a year. Yeah, for all the teams. I think it's ten dollars for one oh. individual team. Hmm. Interesting. It's great. It's cheap. Okay. Yeah. Watch all the games. They have they have, they have a lot of games on Twitter too. Just straight up on Twitter. That's cool. I want to go to a Wings game this year, so if you have, you may have hookups to the Wings, let me know. The Wings games are super fun. Uh, Poison Ivy was the DJ. I don't think she is anymore. But Ooh. they're super fun. All this dancing, always group about that. Always she groups of people. No one takes her about it. It's great. All right, there you go. That's my random WNBA stuff. I'll be bringing updates as they as they come. I don't have anything else. There you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. <laughs> Peace out. Boom.